You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply on today's episode of locked on Kentucky. We are going to be discussing the wildcats and their finish to the 2022 23 regular season. I'm going to talk about where Kentucky basketball is right now and the bracketologies online that you occasionally may browse outside of Joe Lenardi uh, for ESPN, who just simply refuses to update his uh, bracketology in a timely manner. Also going to be talking about the SEC tournament. It gets closer, and it's looking more and more like Kentucky is going to end up getting a favorable seed. We'll talk about the different outcomes that may occur for the Wildcats. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on the YouTube please make sure to subscribe to the channel as we get closer and closer to 3,500 subs. Also, if you're listening on podcasts, leave a review. Five stars, preferably on the show. I want to know what you guys think about it. So let's go ahead and get into it. As of right now, Kentucky basketball coming off a massive win against Tennessee. 66-54 to was the final score on Saturday. If you want to go check out our recap episode of that game, uh, uploaded it on Saturday as the most recent episode uh, past this one, behind this one, rather, Uh, on your feed, but the Wildcats got a huge resume-boosting win that gave them their third quad one victory on the year. Now, we, during the live stream, noted that, or several people commenting noted, that if Texas A&M were to move up in the net rankings, which it looked like they were poised to do after beating Missouri, then they would be a quad one victory for the Wildcats as well. Sure enough, Texas A&M now inside uh, the top 30 uh, in the net rankings, at least uh, based on my understanding. And so now they are a quad one victory for the Wildcats. I go ahead and pull up the net rankings for everybody now. As of this moment, Kentucky got up to 33 after their victory against Tennessee. They have now bumped down to 35. Texas A&M is currently sitting at number 28. Uh, in the net rankings, in case you're wondering, Auburn actually right there at number 30. So we'll keep an eye on whether or not the the Tigers are going to end up being a quad one victory for uh, Kentucky or not. To be quite honest with you, I don't think they're going to just based on the end of their schedule, but we'll just have to wait and see. As of right now, though, Kentucky four and seven against quad one opponents. If you look across bracketologies again, Uh, by people not named Joe Lenardi because he doesn't update his uh, uh, on a consistent enough basis. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports now has Kentucky as a 9 seed. They've moved up from that 11 line to the 10 line to now they are a 9 seed projected to play in the East against Iowa. This would be an interesting matchup. Probably not going to happen. I'm really tired of playing Iowa in football, and quite honestly, I don't really want to see them in basketball 
but it feels like a matchup that Kentucky could definitely win. The problem is, if Kentucky ends up being a 9 seed, they will have to face a 1 if they win. Or a 16, that's incredibly unlikely unless your name's UMBC, but Purdue would be the matchup in the East. This would not be great. I would not want to play Purdue in the second round. I would not want to get bounced in the round of 32. Kentucky, though, I think is in a really interesting spot because if they end up going 20 and 11, like most places predict them to, if you look at ESPN's BPI, the Basketball Power Index, the Wildcats are actually number 23 in the country right now, and they are projected to go 20 and 11. There's uh, there's almost no chance that they win the conference, but as of right now, uh, Kentucky could more than likely finish uh, with 20 wins, which is right about where we had them actually at the beginning of SEC play. It's really funny how, how things work out sometimes. But if Kentucky ends up playing, I don't know, in the West region, where Auburn is currently slated as a nine seed, they would be playing a team like Kansas. And as we've seen already, Kansas is a team that the Wildcats can hang with. I think in a tournament setting, they could more than handle uh, and I'm not saying oh, they're going to blow them out or anything. Kansas would be favored by by a fair amount in that game, and they would more often than not probably win that matchup. I'm just saying in terms of favor, in terms of momentum and all that good stuff, I think Kentucky would probably play their hearts out in that game and it would end up being close. The last thing that Kentucky wants right now, if they finish the way that we think they're going to finish, and again, this episode's all about putting together the big picture, as we have been for weeks now, but it's really starting to come to fruition because, like, it's mid-February. It's getting into late February. Guys, this is it. It's almost March. It's almost that time of year. So what I'm saying here is the last thing Kentucky wants is to match up as an 8 or a 9 and then end up getting one of two one seeds that you wouldn't want to play, those two being Alabama and Purdue. That would be ugly. I would not want Kentucky, if we're talking about them making some type of run, especially given the roster situation, playing Purdue or Alabama would be not fun. Houston wouldn't be fun. To be honest with you, Kansas, who I think is the weakest one seed, according to CBS, um, would probably be the most favorable ma- favorable matchup. Maybe you see a team like UCLA slide up to that one spot, right? Because as of right now, they're currently slated as a two seed in the same division, actually, as Kentucky in the East. Pause for for water. Sorry, feeling a little parched, and I don't want to go through this episode with an incredibly dry throat. But my point being here is that UCLA could slide up. Maybe you see Kentucky land in that same division or region of the bracket, rather, I should say. Maybe you see them work their way up. Oh, well, here's the other reality, and I, I and I'm not just rambling here. I've got I've got notes. Here's the other reality. We could talk all we want about these one seeds sliding down or these two seeds sliding up. Here's the situation, though. Kentucky right now is going to be somewhere between a 10 or a 7 seed. I think, I don't think they're going to be able to make their way up to a 6. Because here's the situation. If you win out, that means you will, excuse me, you will have at least two more quad one victories. Florida and Arkansas, right? And then if you win the SEC tournament, you would have, well, in this scenario, you would have a double bye. And so you would play 
your quarterfinal game, you'd play your semifinal, semifinal game, and you'd play the championship. So then you could potentially have two more Quadrant 1 victories. And I don't think, yeah, you, you would have two more Quadrant 1 victories uh, unless you maybe played Auburn in a neutral site and you ended up as the three seed in the SEC tournament, which we'll talk about this later. But I just don't know if that resume at that point... You would have close to a positive... No, you would have a positive record against quad one opponents. I just don't know if that's enough to bump you up to a sixth seed because of that loss to South Carolina. That loss to South Carolina hurts Kentucky right now. I mean, it just kills the Wildcats. So you're looking at a really interesting way this could play out with Kentucky getting a two or a one in the round of 32. I personally would rather see a team like Texas or UCLA or maybe even Baylor as a two. I mean, there's a world here where Kentucky ends up just getting hot and upsetting somebody. So it's an interesting time to be a Wildcat fan, man. We've got some momentum on our side right now. You've got a pretty favorable end to the season, right? (laughs) Ken Palm thinks that Kentucky's losing this game to Florida. I'm not so sold on that. We're actually going to talk with Tristan Ferris again this week, previewing this game, get some more thoughts on what can happen in that matchup, so stay tuned for that. Uh, for today's episode, though, I want to take a dive into maybe some what, what are these other nine seeds doing, including Auburn, which I think is just very interesting what the Tigers are doing relative to the Wildcats, and it's very important, I think, to keep an eye on all of these teams as we work our way through. So before we get to some of these other eight, nine-ish seeds, I want to tell you guys about our friends, over at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredibly easy to create a free job post. All you have to do is add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's very simple. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing along here on the Monday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. So, we understand the fact that Kentucky is probably going to be slotted somewhere between a 7 or a 10 or an 11 seed, potentially, depending on what happens. But here's the issue. The Tigers, or excuse me, the Wildcats, are fighting with a plethora of other teams that resume-wise have a beat on Kentucky in a variety of areas. And part of this has to do, honestly, with that South Carolina loss. So look at the teams that are currently listed as eight or nine seeds. They're kind of surrounding Kentucky uh, in the net rankings on Ken Palm. You look at teams like Auburn. You look at teams like Rutgers. NC State, Memphis is somebody you could maybe see making their way in. Boise State, Florida Atlantic is a team that has only had to play three quad one games, 
but has looked really solid as of late. I think right now you also have to look at teams like uh, like Duke as as a team that could potentially slide down if they if they skid here. Michigan State is another one, a team that Kentucky is familiar with based on the way that they perform. Like I mentioned earlier, Iowa, Illinois, uh, did I mention Oklahoma State already? Pittsburgh. All of these teams have the ability to kind of take Kentucky over if the Wildcats don't take care of business. And clearly at this point, you feel pretty good about Kentucky's chances to make the tournament. I'm just saying here, if you lose out, this dream could be over. But it's looking less and less likely that that's the case. It's there, There's a chance that Kentucky loses team, to teams like Vanderbilt and Auburn and Florida, definitely Arkansas. Uh, but it's it's looking like the Wildcats are going to hang on to this one. So it's all at this point about matchups and seeding and, and getting a favorable spot. So you look at some of these uh, teams individually. Let's break this down. The team right beside Kentucky in the majority of the rankings and the BPI in the net is Auburn. Right now, Auburn is the team that Kentucky needs to push past as they make their way up the seating, according to CBS, Kentucky is right there uh, at the top of the nine seats. And Auburn's right there with them. You need to beat the Tigers to kind of solidify your place if you want to work your way up this seating chart. That's your first objective. You beat Florida, you beat Auburn. That game... Still, although it has less implication now because of the fact that you've beaten Tennessee, still has a lot of really important implications for the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. You have to take down the Tigers. I know some people have tried to minimalize that. Some uh, Kentucky fans I've talked to, like, it's not as important. No, it is important. It is important. This is the game that is split 50-50 right now. (laughs) <laughs> right now, this is the one. You're not projected to beat Florida. You're not projected to beat Arkansas. Auburn's the 50-50 game. You have to take care of business. You look at teams like NC State, currently one spot behind Kentucky in the net, currently two and four against quad one opponents. The, the uh, NC State's going to have to have a lot of help here down the stretch. I think the interesting thing to note, though, what's going to end up carrying the Wildcats past teams like Auburn, Rutgers, Boise State, Florida Atlantic, Michigan State, is the fact that they have these quad one victories, which is weird considering what we were talking about just a few weeks ago. It's like, man, Kentucky's resume is worthless. Now, all of a sudden, their strength of schedule and their strength of record is starting to climb. It's starting to climb past some of these teams. Four and seven, as we've mentioned, is the quad one record for the Wildcats. The other teams surrounding them on the bubble right now, Rutgers is four and six against quad one opponents. Right now, Auburn, who is right ahead of them in a lot of different rankings, is two and seven. Michigan State is going to be a team that if Kentucky can surpass, I mean, that'll just that will be impressive because the Spartans are six and eight against quad one opponents. So if you're able to somehow pass them, Iowa is seven and seven. And if you're starting to make your way up to a seven seed, 
I mean, you're in a world with Maryland, NC State, Providence, Missouri, teams like that, where they, none of them have more than four wins. And the best record that any of them have against the quad one is, is Providence at four and five. So we've talked a lot about Kentucky's schedule, Kentucky's resume, and how important it is to win certain games for the end of the season. But guys, we're looking at a world where Kentucky could win out. We're looking at a world, world where Kentucky could win out. And if that happens, you're looking at a more favorable draw. So at this point, man, um, it, it's, it's weird to say after this Tennessee game and after every, everything's kind of shaken up, shaken out rather, I should say. But it may at this point just be as simple as win. Just win. Keep winning. And get to the SEC tournament and do something. Literally do something. Just win a game. And you'll be in a great spot. I mean, a great spot moving forward. I want to talk a little bit more about the SEC tournament and the implications of these next few games. Because I know that I continue to kind of repeat myself on this. But things are changing. Things are updating. And now it looks like Kentucky could finish third. Remember how we were talking about this a few days ago? Like, eh, that's not really like that possible. It is now. It is now. I want to dive into that. I want to talk about what could happen. This Auburn game, man, it's important. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, guys, and you don't want all of the fat and calories, then may I suggest you try Built Bar. They are absolutely phenomenal. They taste great, but the more important thing about Built Bars is that they're really good for you. So if you're looking for something that is packed with protein, that is great for you to take whenever you're working out, pre or post, and you want something that doesn't necessarily sacrifice the taste of maybe even a candy bar, then Built Bar is absolutely perfect. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, all absolutely delicious. And the biggest thing about these guys, again, is that they have amazing macros, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. They're really, really good for you, and they taste great as well. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. So for for years here, we've been talking on uh, Locked On about how you can order your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do, by the way. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So at Walmart, you can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're near Sam's, you can get a 13-bar box with brownie batter or churro. These are all phenomenal. Or, again, if you can't get to Sam's or Walmart, Built.com is the place to go. Again, Built Bars are really, really good for you, and they taste phenomenal as well. You've got to try some of these. And once you do, you can thank me later. All right, wrapping up the Monday edition of Locked On. Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. So, the SEC tournament is coming up, guys. It is about to be here. And as of right now, Kentucky, let me just pull this up just to make sure, Kentucky is fourth in the SEC standings. Technically, right now, if we were to shake things out, they would finish third because they hold a lot of important tiebreakers right now. It's so weird that Arkansas, who was projected to be such a good team, is now slated to finish 9-9 nine and nine in the league. They're currently 7-7. Seven and seven. They've got Bama, Tennessee, and Kentucky at the end here after they play Georgia, all to wrap things up. Arkansas may end up being a problem if they pick up a couple of upset victories, but I doubt it's going to happen. Vanderbilt 
somehow is now at eight and six. Uh, after Auburn lost to Vanderbilt, guys, I told you that game was important. Why did we say it was important? Well, Auburn is now 30th in the net. They will beat Ole Miss, almost certainly. But the issue here is that they have Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee to wrap up the season. Auburn needs to stay inside that top 30 if Kentucky wants them to be a quad one victory. If they had beaten Vanderbilt, beaten Ole Miss, and then gone and beaten Tennessee at the end of the year, there's a really good chance that it happens. There's a really good chance they stay there. Unfortunately now, we're looking at a world where Auburn could beat Ole Miss and that be their last win of the year, even if they beat Tennessee at the end. Are they going to bump up that high? I mean, they're, they're, their record's still really weak. At that point, they'd be what, 2-8, and 2-9 and nine against quad one opponents before facing off against the Vols? That's not a top 30 team in the net. So you've kind of uh, put yourself in a bad position that you've lost this, uh, this game to Vanderbilt on the road. And sure, this may not end up be, being the biggest thing, especially when it comes to getting Kentucky into the tournament, March Madness. But it's very important for seeding that Kentucky gets every single Q1 game as possible. So that hurts. But you're looking at the SEC standings specifically. Auburn's now 8-6. and six. Right behind Kentucky at 9-5. and five. The Wildcats, if things play out the way that Kim Palm thinks they will, the Wildcats will finish fourth in the SEC. And you may say, all right, cool. We get to play against Alabama uh, like we didn't want to. But hang on. Here's the issue. Kentucky would find itself in sole possession of that fourth seed at 11-7. and seven. Tennessee would be third at 12-6. and six. And this is where Auburn comes back into play. If Auburn somehow beats Tennessee at the end of the year, and let's be clear, Auburn has the best chance to beat Tennessee out of, ten, out of, out of the Vols' final four remaining opponents. If the Tigers beat the Vols, then both Kentucky and Tennessee would be 11-7, and seven, and the Wildcats would then hold the tiebreaker because they swept the Vols this year. Texas A&M, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn. Those are the four teams Tennessee faces in the end of the year. Tennessee could lose to Texas A&M, and that would put them at 11-7 and seven if the Vols won out after that, right? Who knows? We'll just have to find out. But Auburn becomes a more interesting team for Kentucky's resume, and for Kentucky's ability to move to that third spot in the SEC tournament. Because here's also the thing. How Kentucky performs against Auburn will also probably dictate lines and how the team feels heading into this SEC tournament because if Auburn does beat or lose to the Wildcats, but then beats Tennessee, loses to Alabama, Auburn's probably going to finish fifth or sixth We're looking at a world where Auburn will probably play Kentucky again in the SEC tournament, depending on how things shake out. It's either going to be Auburn, Vanderbilt, or a team like, like uh, excuse me, Missouri, or Arkansas. It's really, really weird how things could play out for some of these mid-tier teams. But 
there's a very realistic chance that if Auburn takes care of what they need to take care of and they catch a, catch an L and Rupp Arena, Kentucky ends up in that third spot, and then you start to see the the plans that we have discussed on this podcast kind of round into form, right? We start to see Kentucky have a pretty decent matchup against Auburn in the first round. You take that, right? Pause for water. You start to see Kentucky maybe if they win that game, and I'm not saying any of this is guaranteed. Let's be very, very clear. None of this is guaranteed. This is just a hypothetical that is becoming more than more and more likely as as the as the weeks go on. Kentucky's that three seed, they beat Auburn, or they beat whoever. Georgia, LSU, Missouri, Arkansas, whoever finishes in that sixth spot. And then you go and you face off against Texas A&M more than likely. You face Texas A&M as that two seed. Kentucky's already beaten them. And you'll have a pretty decent crowd at hand in Nashville. So that's looking like a possibility. So Kentucky could end up making their way to the championship game just based off of opportunity and getting a good draw. And then you play Alabama. And... And who knows from what happens from there? You're probably catching an L, but there's a realistic opportunity that the Wildcats win this whole thing. Kentucky is poised to finish this year very strong. They just have to figure out a way to get the draw to fall correctly for them. Very excited to see how this ends. Really hoping things don't fall apart. Knock on wood. Fingers crossed. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but the fact that you've already taken down the Vols, Gives me hope that you win at least three here at the end. And with Florida not playing with Colin Castleton, I mean, things are looking up. Things are looking up. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. If you have any thoughts or comments on Kentucky and how they wrap things up here, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. If you have any questions for the show as well, you can also leave those in the comments below. I, if y'all want to leave as many as you want, I'll tackle as many of them as I can on tomorrow's episode. So that's going to do it for today. You can follow me on Twitter at Lancetall underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. Again, questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless. <laughs>